2: That's the one thing all great teams have in common: great coaching. Try to kind of suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! i better been in that the chief brother. You stop
1: it. No, I agree. I would not be an asset physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 quack,
3: quack! No, no! It's the Quack
1: Attack podcast
3: everybody it wasn't me all right i'm mike that's tommy hello everyone that's kevin
2: hey y'all
3: welcome to the quiet deck podcast the definitive mighty ducks podcast we are back we got a big episode here Along three years ago adam f goldberg promised us on this very podcast that he would come back on and discuss the mighty ducks tv series if it ever happened it did indeed happen and now adam's involved in season two adam thank you for being here first of all You're welcome. It's such a big, such a big, big episode here. I can't, couldn't be bigger. Yes, this is huge. So first of all, how did this happen to where you're now involved in season two after, before you were with a different company and you weren't allowed to work on it? So how did this all come about for you? So um, great question. Uh, So
1: basically, um, I might've talked about this three years ago. I can't remember, but I have been harassing Steve Brill, uh, the writer and you know creator of Ducks back in the back in the day. Um, Steve works a lot with Adam Sandler. I had the show uh, The Goldbergs, that was with Happy Madison. So Steve was always at the Christmas parties and hanging around. And every time I saw him, I would harass him about uh, Mighty Ducks. Um, we did work on a. I pitched him a part four, like a reboot and when um then disney when disney plus was kind of created they came to him right away and asked about a ducks series and i was still doing my show i was still at sony so i couldn't work on it but i actually was okay with that because this is one of those things where i'm such a fan that when you do kind of dive into like an ip that you grew up with or you love and you start working on it, like work is hard, and work is stressful. And all of a sudden, um, you know, this thing that you love, you're peeking behind the curtain and you don't love it as much anymore. I think the, the best thing that was described to me once, I talked to a Star Wars uh, screenwriter who said, um, if you if you want to live in a world where when you look at the Millennium Falcon and you don't get physically ill, then don't write a Star Wars movie. Like. <laughs> You want to keep it pure, keep it as a fan. So um, I was okay with this idea of Brill, uh, I, you know, going and making this TV show, and I would just view it as as a super fan, uh, not being part of it. It was it was painful. In fact, when I was watching it, my wife turned to me and said, "Why didn't you make this show? It's so great." Um, so that was painful. But um, I, you know, I have kids. Uh, my son is in eighth grade. Uh, perfect time for him. It, it, this was like event viewing in my house, this show. And quite frankly, tr- truly, I believe what they did as a show um, was better than my movie pitch. So mm-hmm. you guys got the best thing. Um, like I my movie pitch was more of a direct sequel revisiting all those characters today. And you know, this show that 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 Josh and Kathy created, with Steve is a true reboot, like like an homage to what was there before, but it's its own new thing, which it really needs to be. Um, So so Steve called, um, I'm waiting for my new show to happen. The Room is supposed to uh, start in November and season two was starting after Labor Day and Brill called me and he's like, you're at Disney now, the stars have aligned? Will you come and just help with season two? Um, And I know the showrunners, uh, Josh um, and Kathy wrote a Goldbergs episode. So I already already know Josh. Um, The showrunner, uh, Josh and Kathy, they're married. And Josh actually is from my hometown. And when I was like 17 years old, my mom was like, hey, there's this guy who's like moved to Hollywood and he's writing movies. So it was Josh. Well, Josh was the first person I talked to Who went to Hollywood from like our hometown and he told me all about movie writing and all the stuff when I was still in high school so I've I've known Josh the showrunner the co-showrunner for ages um so it was all the the, it was all fate all the stars aligning I knew the showrunners I had been harassing Brill for years I loved season one I I kept tweeting to everybody just so it could get picked up again that everyone needed to watch it um, so, so yeah, they brought me in for season two and I'm, I'm helping them lay down the bones until my next uh, show starts. So incredible. Really, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy.
3: Yeah. A very mighty Ducks S story here. I love yeah. it.
1: And like, it's, it's Josh and Kathy are great because, um, they're older than I am. So I'm, I'm 45. Um, they're all they're They're older than I am. And they, they just want to make a TV show. And then you have Steve right who's also creator of the show who's like all things mighty ducks so steve is always pitching like mighty ducks stuff from the old school like references oh my he's the hockey like authority he knows everything about hockey and what would be fun and funny and then you have josh and kathy who um have created shows and written movies who really are fantastic showrunners who are just concerned about making a show that speaks to everybody so it's a great blend of like ducks and like its own new thing (laughs)
2: <laughs> so are are like, you are you worried at all? I, I was just going to ask: Are you worried at all that it's going to be hard to to let go whenever you do have to move on to your new show?
1: Um, well, I, I mean, this is a great scenario for me because I'm not running the room. So when the when the when we call it quits in the in the Zoom writers room because of the pandemic, we're not actually together. I just go and I do my own thing. I don't have I don't have to worry about the show twenty four seven so it's been probably i don't know 10 years since i've not been in charge of a show and i'm just there to give ideas and it's awesome to not (laughs) be in charge uh especially with mighty ducks like it's you know i can just come in there and give suggestions and if they take them great if not no worries um i am definitely always pitching old school stuff though like you know i'm like can we get gunner in this what like you know um who are the characters we want to visit? There's another writer, Todd, who is also a huge fan of like the old movies and he and I are constantly pitching, like how can we get the old ducks in here? Uh, Because I love that fifth episode last year, the reunion episode was like, I mean, it was amazing. I thought it was such a great episode, so well done and such a great sequel to those movies.
0: Yeah. so real quick i don't know how much you can peel back the curtain but obviously last year we all knew um COVID kind of um interrupted some original plans is that still being like a huge consideration or do you got do you feel like you can like do a little bit more this year
1: it's you know i watched the show the first season of the disney plus show like you guys so i knew nothing COVID really made it hard for them and the fact that i loved it so much Like, speaks to just the talent of Josh and Kathy and Steve that you didn't know they were shooting in the middle of the pandemic and half the stuff they wanted to do, they just couldn't do it. I thought it was still a great uh, season, despite that. Um, This year, uh, it's hopefully gonna be everything we're coming up with we can do. Um, You know, people are vaccinated. Uh, You know, we definitely, the writers' room, we're not in person just because, like, it's just safer like why risk it um but yeah the set will be i think it's as business as usual this season which is great
3: so like how far are you guys along in the process of sort of laying out the arc and all that obviously you can't talk about what's actually happening but i can't talk about the specifics um because disney will sue me
1: (laughs) but um you know we know where the, the season ended last year which is uh the, the Don't bothers Got the Ducks name. And Steve um, Brill had it in his mind, like what season two is going to be, and he knows what season three is going to be. So they basically, I came into this room and they already had like an idea of what they wanted the season to be. So we're just kind of filling in the blanks. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're making really good headway really quick. I mean, I loved all the new kids. I thought they were so great. I think the fan favorite for me um, is Nick, um, you know, podcast, podcasting Nick. He is a, a, every joke he said was just hilarious. He is your three-point joke slayer. Um, and I loved Evan, like, as the main kid, like, really great, really likable and and funny. Um, yeah, I mean, just a great group of kids and uh, it's it's gonna be very different than the first season, but you know we're not just so you know, like those characters they created are the series. They're not, you know, Bombay isn't moving and meeting new kids. like it is going to be a continuation of the first season that I could say.
0: This isn't like Mighty Ducks go to Japan and Bombay's got to like, <laughs> you know, learn Japanese and like there's like nice cultural uh, shock there. Yeah.
1: No, I that's what they did with Bad News Bears, right? He, yeah. Like he went to Japan and they had all new kids. Um, no, it's not going to be like that. Maybe season three, who knows? Mm. Maybe they will go to Japan, um, but no, it's you know what? Again, that fifth episode, the reunion. Um, I they picked very specific ducks and the, the great thing is those from those original movies there's so many great characters of the kids so many different kinds of kids over the three movies so there's still a lot of of those kids we could hopefully pull in now adults um uh who did you like what are
3: your feelings who, who should be brought in this season what do you think well we've made a lot of promises uh, for season two so we're gonna need <laughs> your help with that Right. Um, I think we told uh Karsten Norgaard, who played Wolf Stanson, that he was gonna be involved. Okay. Um we'd obviously love to see Gunner stall. I think uh I mean Gunner, it would be I pitched a Gunnar thing this season
1: and Brill wasn't there and it, it didn't get much traction because Josh and Kathy are like, Gunner, what? Um and if Brill was there, I think Brill would have liked it. So um Gunner would be amazing
2: would it would it need to be gunner and scooter simultaneously
1: (laughs) yeah um i don't you know i think i think it's i think just gunner not no no offense to scooter but i think gunner is i just read an interview he's still acting i don't i don't know if scooter is (laughs) still yeah i don't know have you ever interviewed scooter gunner and scooter
0: we have Yeah. Yeah. yeah so i think you need to have dean portman as like Yeah, a very mellow version of him. Like he was an unfortunate NHL and then he wrote like a self-help book. And now he like pretends that he's real low key, but he still just yells
1: at everyone. So it's like- What you are pitching is the exact Dean Portman thing I had in my My Mighty Ducks 4. I'm not not even kidding. It was that (laughs) Dean um, is like a Tony Robbins now and he's really (laughs) like chill. And it was, his arc was all about finding his inner bash brother. Like selling his (laughs) book (laughs) nonstop. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was his, uh, that was his story. So you're, I mean, that would be great. I, you know, I know, I don't know if you guys have talked about Sean Weiss, Goldberg. I know he's like Mm -hmm. been, you know, sober for a year. Um, I, there was a GoFundMe that I donated to. I'm a big supporter uh, of, of Goldberg and I'm really proud that he's doing so well now. So I would love for that to happen as well. Um, you know, I I think we all deserve to see what happened to Goldberg. You know, I think we
0: uh we talked about him kind of being in it and being real about it. I I know there's obviously things you can and can't do, but like, hey, why don't we talk about a real issue of Goldberg maybe having some missteps in life and him confronting right. it? And you know, you can maybe make a little bit of a difference. And you know, we we've, we were also very aware of kind of Sean Weiss's um his battles, and, and we donated as well and. I think we'd love to see she's Sean and, and, you know, not sugarcoat it really. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, God, it, but do you separate the actor from the role? You know, that's the thing I, you know, it, do, do you want to say that Goldberg had those battles or is Goldberg now just a, uh, you know, a lawyer and he's <laughs> um you know, he needs to get some thrill back in his life and get back in that goalie net. Like, I don't know. I, I think in my, my never made sequel, I, if I can remember correctly Goldberg um, my sequel was like Charlie literally it's like the first movie just plays over again Charlie gets arrested for drunk driving um he suggests hey can I go coach a hockey team and the judge is like we don't know what you're talking about that makes no sense why, why would that be so um out of desperation he goes home to sell his childhood home And he gets into the team, not through a, like, lawyer scenario, but just gets sucked back into the old, I think the bad guy was supposed to be Adam Banks, who's, Mm. like, and it was all about their old dynamics and the whole thing. Anyway, my Goldberg thing was he worked in the post office, and because he's a goalie, he has, like, really good reflexes, so when the mail comes out, he's, like, sorting the mail, and, like... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we can't do that now, um, because it's a totally different sh- totally different thing. But, you know, I think I'd want to see, I just want the character to be full of joy. That was so great about the Goldberg mm-hmm. character, and obviously char- my favorite character, because we had the same last name, I played hockey, I was from Philly, um, and uh, I was also a very chubby kid. So, it was like, they, they took me and they put it in a movie.
0: Um, <laughs> so... One of our better fan theories, and I guess this is actually more of my r- ridiculous theories, that Miss McKay was a time traveler.
3: Oh, that's she true. She was
0: actually the um, the teacher, teacher in D1, and she got all of them into the same class, knowing that you know you would have to have Bombay in there to get them back together. Because without that teacher, there is no D1, 2, or 3, and of course the same actresses in D3 as a, another teacher. And so that's Miss McKay overseeing that even Hall. Interesting. so we need you to work that into <laughs> okay two game changers
1: yeah I'll, people I'll, are all in, in on like happy, like a time yeah. machine of yeah of
0: people yeah. are into that kind of thing now and you don't really have to explain it super well what yeah. do you
1: think like you know everyone is listening to this podcast like me we're we're all super fans what do you think is like something everyone wants to see like we have this new show like, Charlie besides Connell. time travel. Besides
0: yeah. Just
2: Charlie and Char- Eddie. It has to be Charlie. Yeah.
0: It's Charlie and then the three of us.
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, in
2: that
1: yes. order, maybe not. Charlie and then the three of you, as like, as, uh, as, as, you know, the ducks you've never seen are all, or maybe you guys are like, are, are, bla- like, maybe you're, you were like bad guys that you never met. You were just like faceless mm. bad guys in the first movies. And now we introduce you as characters or something. We
0: were the number one podcast. And Nick looked up to us, and when he meets us, it's like don't meet there your you heroes. Go. Yeah, and we just big know. time him.
1: <laughs> we meet it. him at
0: like a, an NHL convention that's at like All Star Weekend or something.
1: This will be an episode and a joke for
3: a for for three people. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Whole episode for, 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 <laughs> for this room right here. It'll be no. a great <laughs> ringer article on it though.
1: Obviously, we talk <laughs> about Charlie. You know, Josh. Um, you know, like, can he even do it? Is he on a show? Is he have a contract somewhere? Um, yeah, the Charlie thing, you know, I, I look at Cobra Kai and it's like the way they've pulled in everybody from the old movies has been so brilliant. And like, you know, hearing rumors now that they're going to have Hillary Swank, the next karate kid, like on that show, is it going to happen? I feel like it's the same situation with Josh. Um, I think it happens at some point it has to, I just, I, I hope. If approached, he'd be open to it and want to make it work, you know. Um, because yeah, think, we want to uh, see that from Charlie. What was ours? We said he was running a team in Mexico and he was.
0: Also oh yeah, like a when we beat. tried
3: to guess what the series was about, yeah, Charlie was like divorced, went to Mexico, like had, flamed out in juniors, and then you know met, kind of Cobra Kai-ish, like met a little kid in his little apartment complex and interesting showed him how to play hockey. I actually had a theory watching the pilot
1: of the series when um and i was so excited to ask this of 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 steve josh and kathy when they're like um i don't remember who it is uh maybe it's maybe it's alex um asks bombay no someone asks alex who's the father Mm. of of this and there's a blender going on and you never hear it so i'm like oh it's 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 like charlie is the dad and they're using the blender to cover the so you don't reveal it yeah so i was certain and then in another episode we just meet the dad and he's just a dude yeah and i was like why what, what happened so I, then i'm like oh did they not get josh and that's why they did the blender and it just turns out the blender was a way to cover like a big monologue and they needed to cut time
0: so
3: oh. they're like oh,
1: we'll get into it in another episode so we'll just cover it up with a blender joke so i like made this whole thing up in my mind like, okay, so they did the blender because they were hopefully gonna get Josh, and Josh was supposed you know, Charlie was supposed to be the dad, but no, it was just a it was like cutting for time and and I built it all up in my head. That's what we do. <laughs> what a what a
0: bummer. Is that like the whole don't don't write about the Millennium Falcon because you, you might not like that it's actually not real, it's right. just a model.
1: Right. No, I mean, um, what the most exciting thing is like whenever. For me, obviously, look, I love what Josh and Kathy created and all these new kids. And I think, you know, um, all the adult characters are great. I love seeing Gordon Bombay, like, back. Like, I thought his whole arc was great last year. Um, But yeah, for me, that, that reunion episode was, like, one of the greatest things ever. And to be in the situation where I do get to pitch old duck stuff is amazing. The frustration I feel... Like, I, I feel like if I was the showrunner, it would really be, like, a sequel, a direct sequel. And, and I, don't know, I don't know if that is the wisest thing. Like, it has to be its own thing. It has to survive a, on its own. Like, so Josh and Kathy are right. Like, we have to do our own thing. But I love pitching all these old ducks and old duck bits. It's
3: really fun. So fun. Did anything from your Mighty Ducks 4, have you been able to pull any of that in? Well, you know,
1: when when Steve, so we we based, Steve and I, I, I it was one of the greatest moments I had as a writer. And I for, forgive me if I'm repeating stuff I said in the last three years ago, but Steve called me and he's like, I know you have this pitch. I'm ready to hear it. And I think what happened for Steve was like, he had kids now, like, I think for a while he's like, oh, I wrote this like goofy kids movie and I just want to get away from it and do my Sandler movies and I think the nostalgia, like seeing this fan base and what you guys were doing, he's like, there's something here. So he's ready to revisit the world, right? And he, so I pitched him my Mighty Ducks movie and it was a direct reboot of Mighty Ducks. Um, and he was deeply touched that I, I wrote out 40 pages of just for fun. Like no one was paying me. And he was kind of like, I can't believe that this movie, like you're a writer, you have your own TV show, you're busy. And like my movie like got you to do that. It's just so crazy to me. So he was very touched by the effort that I put forth. And we went to Disney and we were like, and Steve was like, I love what you did. Let's see. So we went to Disney and they're like, we want to do Marvel movies. We don't want to do Mighty Ducks. Like, and we get, I get that, right? They want to do Pirates of the Caribbean. They're not going to do some $20 million hockey kids movie. It's just not, they're not in that business anymore. So then we were like, okay, can we do this at a streamer? Disney Plus did not exist at this point. And then Disney was kind of like, well, we don't want you to do it at a streamer, but we don't want you to do it as a movie. Like we need to own it. We don't want it to go to Netflix. Like we need to, so we were stuck. There was nothing we could do. Um, so when Steve was approached about doing a series, I basically said to him, take whatever I did and use it. Like I did the work. So just take it. And Steve was like, no, like we're doing our, like he, he's like, we have a very specific different thing we're doing, but he appreciated the offer. So no joke, everything I, I laid out, none of it was used. Um, I wish it was, um, but you know, they were really focused on a new mom and kid. And my focus was what happened to the characters. So there really wasn't much crossover there. Um, And then, you know, in that episode, the reunion episode, Steve brought his old characters into the world of the kids. So there wasn't really much crossover there. And But I was willing to just give him the whole thing and just excited that it saw the light of day, if it ever did. Um, But, you know, in the end, he basically... They you know made a a, they rebooted it in a way that it it, you know for my kids, they loved the new characters as much as we loved the old characters. So they did the right thing. So how indoctrinated
0: were your kids, family, your wife to like the original Mighty Ducks? Was this like your first date? You watched that,
1: yeah, you watched the Um, boonies? My wife, not so much, like she, you know, I think. You know, my kids, it was great showing them the the movie when they're the same age. Like, I didn't have little kids that were, like, four that just didn't know what they were saying. Like, they watched the mighty D- old Mighty Ducks movies, and they were super into them, like, in the way that we were. So they were very... Um, and, in fact, they watched the movies multiple times. And then when the show was coming out, we watched all the movies together. So they were very familiar. And then they were, like, a little bummed in the beginning that they weren't going to see the the kids grown up because it's really just Emilio, it's just gordon Mm -hmm. and like and they were like where's everybody else and then they got there we got our reunion episode and it was very exciting but at that point they were so invested in the new kids and the don't bothers that they were like they didn't i don't think they cared as much about (laughs) the old characters so um yeah it was like it was a great watch it was every i think it was every friday we would it was like we would look forward to it you know and and these days you don't get that experience where it's once a week and you're looking for it usually they dump it all at one time and you just binge it so it was like event viewing it was really cool so
0: you know obviously you're, you're in the business you're very close to a lot of these people what's it like watching something like this or anything with you? Are you the kind of guy who's like shouting IMDb trivia during it? Or are you letting people experience? Do you have to kind of put your hand over your mouth? Let me not
1: ruin this. Um, I think, yeah, I want to watch. I don't like, like if we're watching the ducks. like I wasn't, no, I don't, I don't come at it as a Hollywood, like I know all the, you know, I knew that this was hard to shoot because of COVID, and this is what they really wanted to do, and I'm not pausing it. I'm just, like, a, a fan, and I just want to sit there and watch it. I I have a rule, like, we, we're not going to have our phones on at the same time. I often disobey my own rule, but, like, <laughs> I just want to, like, sit and watch, like, Disney Plus stuff, the Marvel stuff, and the Star Wars, the Mandalorian, and Ducks, to me, that's, like, we're going to a movie. So, um I really want to keep that as just like a movie-going experience, you know?
3: We did promise Brady Noon that season two was going to be a Marvel-Star Wars-Mighty Dex crossover. So uh, we're going to need I to think help. you're
1: making promises that won't come true, <laughs> but um, you never know. I mean, God, I think, I don't even know that Marvel, I guess Marvel with all the multiverse stuff, there is a world where there's an earth where mighty ducks
3: exist. As far
1: as star Wars, they haven't particularly set forth a multiverse yet. So I, I wouldn't buy that as much.
3: So we're making progress is what you're saying. We're making
1: progress. I mean, um,
0: yeah. So you're saying like Loki could be an opposing team coach and like give (laughs) a little wink at the camera.
1: Absolutely. That definitely could happen. It, you know, maybe, I mean, just throwing this out there, what if like, what if gunner was an all what was a loki variant you know Ooh, you one of the know. ice guys yeah, yeah.
0: iceland yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: could be could be some loki action there um i you know i think do you count i don't know if you guys have been watching the marvel what if series um it's awesome i highly recommend it but they really are like they're almost at the point now where they're going, they could bring in like other franchises and meld it all together because they've really set forth. There's like an infinite amount of timelines in the Marvel universe. So we should make this happen for sure.
0: Yeah. That's like the best, like writing technique ever. It's like, no, there's just a million alternate universes. (laughs) So don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, come on. absolutely.
1: And that's how you do. That's how you end up merging all this stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, Okay, so if you were to assemble a Marvel hockey team, I think you would have the Hulk for sure. Yeah, um Oh, sure. well, you would have Hawkeye without a doubt. I mean, hmm. if Hawkeye could take his bow and 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 a, kind of put that into his shot, that's yeah. that's the you know. And normally you would say Hawkeye wouldn't be on your Avengers team. He's just a guy with a bow and arrow. But for hockey, he's probably hmm. the one you want most. And Hulk is your enforcer. I think you um, can get
0: quicksilver on there. I, I don't I know he's got a different role in
1: MCU, but yeah, yeah. He's you your could, speedy guy. You would definitely want someone fast for sure. Um, I feel like um, god, who else? Um, you know, goalie, you know. Tough. That's a tough one for I mean, a goal. Black Widow's very acrobatic. Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that could all happen. That the ducks face off against like an Avengers type squad. Oh, that's um, our headline. Yeah, that would be season yeah, That's our season three, right there.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Ducks and the Avengers.
0: All right. you Imagine the toys we can make. Oh my god.
1: The. To- yeah. Do, have you guys ever? I'm sure you have discussed every facet. But where do you guys come out on the
3: ducks animated series?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, on the
3: animated it, series. That, yeah. That
2: show. That show is wild.
0: Yeah, it's wild.
2: So we've been
0: pick something out of a hat and say, okay, the ducks are doing this. And then they're, they're going to do that. We've got 22 minutes
1: and here's some jokes that Belushi can say, and we're good. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) Very. I wonder if there's been any discussion season one. I know there's been no discussion season two on somehow bringing in those animated characters Mm. uh, into live action. That would be pretty wild. You got to have at least a scene where one of them's like playing with a toy. Yeah. Just like a nice
0: Easter egg there. I think that would be a, Well, a good enough
1: nod. Something interesting that has been discussed, and I don't think this is giving away too much, but is the Mighty Ducks the franchise? Like, should the show just... Like, it's an odd thing. Like, I've put forth um, that, according to the original movies, what Gordon Bombay and his team did was so inspiring, it created a hockey franchise, right? Mm -hmm. And But I think for the sake of this TV show, is it weird... That there's a show called the mighty ducks do you want to talk about there being a real franchise a real hockey team it gets a little odd for the tv show i think so what do you guys weigh out on that should there be references to the the, the mighty ducks nhl team
0: i think it totally depends and i'll let mike is a hockey guy in this group is how much of an nhl influence you can or want to have because i right. do not know where nhl and disney where they kind of stand like the one be like yes get as many cameos as possible or is it a little bit different and so mike is our hockey guy
3: yeah it's a little weird because the ducks you know they went away from the mighty ducks for a while and now they're sort of coming back around they like invited them all back they have their reverse retro jerseys which is like mighty ducks this um i would be down like it's weird because they don't have like a I feel like there's no household name on the Ducks that's really going to get people excited like uh, Mike Madonna or somebody like that. I think right
1: now it's correct. The show right now is moving forward as if there is no NHL Mighty Ducks team that I think that is like they never talked about it in the first season. You know, it hasn't come up for our season now, but it's like, would it be weird if like Gordon Bombay brought his don't Bother's team to the Mighty Ducks? like to the, what is it, the the ice, what is it called, the pond?
3: The pond, is that yeah.
1: that weird. Is that like, is that like your IP, your show is eating itself? You know what I'm trying to say? Like. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's an interesting thought. Conway,
0: Conway mentions it in D3, they named the team after us. Right. And yeah. so you kind of have that, or so maybe you just have to do like a, a knowing, like you get someone from like the Minnesota wild on there. And they're just like, Ducks, I would never work as a hockey team or something, some line like that. And you can right. like have a little wink and a nod on it. So
3: yeah, Evan is, he wears the wild jersey and stuff like that. So it's not like he's like, oh, I'm a mighty duck. I root for right. the Ducks. Um, so yeah, I think in this sort of universe, they're just sort of another team where right. all these kids are Minnesotans. So they right. root for the wild. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I, it's always like interesting that's, you know, I I was talking I was talking about it with Steve on our writer's room Zoom just today. To be a writer and you write this movie that's just a kid's movie. You're like, I want to write a hockey movie that's like, you know, um, your standard underdog kids become a championship team. It's unthinkable that that movie that you made would have two sequels, an animated show, and a national hockey team hockey NHL team based off your movie. It's inconceivable. Like how does that like that's that's never happened and it will never happen again. Like it's really wild when you think about it. Like that he created this thing that is just so huge. Um and you know I don't know you know I don't know if anyone can ever rival that again. Like it's it's insane.
2: I think you left out a, a podcast about it too. And a podcast.
1: Yeah, Right. a podcast and like, you know, and all the merch and the jerseys and all that stuff. It is like it's crazy what he did. You know, like yeah. it is crazy. And, and now an, another TV show based off of it. I mean, that is like you're hitting the writer lottery right there. You'll, you'll never you can you know, no one will ever come close to doing something like that again. Mm-hmm.
0: Is he upset that there's only one Mighty Ducks podcast? You can tell us. <laughs>
1: no i mean he loves he loves that he just thinks it's amazing that there's so many episodes dedicated to three movies it's <laughs> it's not like james bond where you have just like infinite amount of james bond material and books and like you know all the movies it's like three movies from the you know, 90s that you guys have like you know um picked apart in every way just that, such good world building yeah i agree <laughs> yeah I agree. What I loved about, you know, going back um, and and watch, I watched the movies again for going into this writer's room, like the going from number one to number two, like dropping a lot of the kids and bringing in like better kids. Like that's the thing that I was like most impressed with was just like the addition of all the new great ducks
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and the way that it they were introduced and everything. I, I, You know, I think they love the kids from last year so much. I I know we're introducing new kids this year, um, but nothing will, like, just conceptually, like, you know, the skater who can't stop, like, who's amazing, who's, like, so, like, all of that stuff that Steve laid out was so brilliant, you know, um, for that second movie. And did they introduce any
3: new ones for part three? Not really, right?
1: Just varsity, I guess. I mean,
3: yeah, the varsity players, but not on the actual ducks.
1: Yeah, I guess because there was no Ducks in that Varsity movie. You know, what's interesting, I will say, is um, Steve had a whole different idea for Ducks 3. I can't remember what it was, but it was awesome. It was like they, I think the Iceland team and the Ducks, like, form a super team, right? Right. Have you guys heard this?
3: Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, Basically, you go back to the junior goodwill games. Um, the ducks sort of end up losing to Iceland, and then there's like an anti-Semitic remark made to Goldberg and from like an opposing team, and the Iceland and the Ducks come together, and the Ducks sort of help Iceland and they practice with Iceland, and Iceland goes on to I want to see
1: that movie so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um the reason the high school movie came about was like at the time. I don't remember if it was Dawson's Creek or it was Beverly Hills. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, the idea was we want to like scale it down and just do like a solid Ducks and high school story, which is like a cool idea. But I think what was hard about that movie was the point of that movie was like, we were the Ducks, like we're not the Ducks anymore. And you just want the Ducks to be the Ducks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Conceptually, I don't know that the movie worked for me. It just as a fan. Like, I wanted, like, what Steve had in his head, which was the Ducks are still the Ducks. We're bringing in new team members. But really, once Steve had his opportunity to do, like, Ducks in School, that was season one. Like, there was the dance episode. Like, I think it was kind of like the, what the movie should have been had they had more time
3: mm-hmm.
1: would have been season one so that he did Steve did get to do ducks in school um but it was just the tv show
3: I mean this does bring us to a very controversial topic on the podcast which is ranking the original trilogy from like best to worst right how would you rank you know d1 d2 d3
1: I think I go d2 d1 d3 okay but I think we all put d3 last except for (laughs) Kevin oh really that's,
2: that's my favorite
1: Wow. That's... And reasons? I'm sure you've discussed that <laughs> I, before,
2: but... I honestly... The, the, the most logical explanation I can give is, I think it was just like the age when I watched it, I just remember it better than the other ones. I don't right. know. I don't know specifically what it is. I just identified with it a little bit more. Um, well, and that's the well, one that I, like, remembered the most whenever I, like, kind of went back and revisited. It is
1: the first time that the movies are not about Emilio. They're, they're about Charlie, right? So... It's there's definitely like that teen angst, like if you like that kind of stuff, I, I could see it working. But for me, it was like D2 was, was more of a hockey movie and, D, and the original was more of like a kid's, like, you know, the original, like it begins with like lighting poop on fire. It's like a kid's movie at its core. And then like D2 was like more of a hockey movie, like a hardcore hockey movie with like, so I just prefer that. I think, um, that more about hockey than like Emilio, like having a relationship with Charlie's mom as in part one. So that's how I, that's how I rank them. Um, but it's, it's nice that there's someone out there that finds a lot of joy in D3.
2: Hey, We've, we've got a whole small army. All right. You know? Okay. Nice.
3: Very, yeah. Very vocal minority there, but I do yeah. think you have the right ranking for us. And, uh, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I, but, but if you're going to include the series in the ranking now, Mm. I would actually say, for me, it would be D2, the series, um, and then Ducks 1 and Ducks 3. Um, I don't think, like, because, you know, the series has, it's such a great continuation of Emilio, it has that reunion episode, which is, like, pure Mighty Ducks fan, you know, attention. Um, I love just, cons- like, it introduced all these new great characters. The idea that the Ducks are now the bad guys, I thought was great. It's, so, it, so I think you now have to, adjust, everyone has to adjust, and where does the series rank, you know, because it is now canon. It is now yeah. part of the universe. So, you know, think about that. I, I might even put the series, like, uh, does the series go first? I don't know. I guess you got to go number two. Number two is like the is great and then the series and then one and three.
2: When, whenever it. we talk to you next year, you're not allowed to bump the series above the two just because you wrote in season two. That's <laughs> so true. We just need to That's set true. up. Once season <laughs> two comes out,
1: we can then break apart the seasons because season one and season two are going to be very different. Hmm. So, you know, some people who knows maybe season two is like the number one. everyone
0: is this going to be the first tvma disney show
1: we get uh uh, no it is not (laughs) not. but like you know that's interesting is like the kids are older um i you know i'm still in my mind like nick is still tiny like who knows this was shot a long time ago yeah so it's like three years might be two or three years later so for all we know nick is like eight feet tall now who knows but (laughs) You know, in the first one, it was about, like, who has a crush on who and holding hands. Like, you know, is it going to be weird if now we're, like, advancing romantic relationships, but they're, like, six, seventeen 17 years old? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, so we just have to – we have to see what the kids look like now. I don't think anyone has.
0: Well, when we uh, – we talked to Brady Noon about a month ago, and he has, like, COVID hair right now. Right. And, and so kind of looks like a little Coach T. right. So coach if you wanted T to play great. into that as Evan <laughs> learning a little bit too much from Coach T, you could definitely uh, play into it a bit. Were
1: you who were you guys fans of Coach T? We loved uh, Coach
0: T. He was T.
3: awesome. He <laughs> was uh we gave him lots of awards. He was our best secondary character. Right. Coach T was great. And like I love that Coach T's
1: dad is like an NHL coach, like the whole thing um I thought was great. Coach T was great. I um, I work with someone here, Gabby. She liked her favorite was Sophie, just like the overachiever. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Gabby grew up playing hockey and like really related to that character. I think there was like something for everyone. I liked um, I liked the Harry Potter girl with the cape. I thought she was really fun. It was yeah. some great, they did a great job. They did a great yeah.
3: job. Just the best moment from some season one, which was the your top sort of moment or. Top moment
1: was I think the players coming in in the flying V into the like big um, uh, what was it Ducks like, Gala? Ducks Gala. Yeah, I thought that was I thought all the references were so great in that episode that I was kind of beside myself watching it, um, and 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 having my son appreciate it as well. Like like getting all the references um, that was awesome, but you know. I think it was the perfect amount too. Cause you have Bombay in every episode talking about the movies in some way. And then you have like the one episode where we're like seeing. All- who do you think the adult actor wise, who do you think like, um, was like brought it as, as adult ducks?
3: Well, we like we coach T that, we uh, like Stephanie. Well, right? the, uh, the, ducks. I mean, are
2: you, you're saying original ducks.
1: Yeah. The original ducks. Like, Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it you know what? I thought actually they were all great. I don't know how many of them stuck with acting or not. Um, I think Margaret is, you know, still acting a ton. Um,
2: uh, did you a- like that? Averman like the as as adults, Averman was really good. Yeah, like just I, the, I love the referencing like
1: the Rob Schneider of it all. Like, you know, that was like that's such a time capsule. Like that doing a whole character around that SNL sketch essentially. <laughs> um uh yeah he, like
0: I, he aged very well he did That's true
1: he did um trying to think what else uh from season one uh i oh, lo- what did
0: you think of the like kind of the one line reference to charlie where um, in that episode they're like um i forget the exact wording but essentially like hey this is why charlie didn't want to come because right. it was bombay being looking like he was being very selfish or something but he was uh, just trying to cover
1: I think it was, it was, you had to mention Charlie. And I think it was a great way to like reference that there's some drama in that relationship. Um, Maybe hinting for something else to come down the road. Um, And I like that they didn't reveal anything else. Like, you don't know what, how he's doing. It's great. Like, Charlie has to be on the show again. It's uh, like, and, you know, again, it's just a matter of will, can it, logistically can it happen you know and that and that's where covid might screw season two because like in season one it was really hard with like you had to quarantine and like i don't know if those rules are still going to be effect but to bring in like josh jackson let's say for an episode does he have to quarantine for 14 days because then it's a really big commitment you know you have to quarantine and then you do the episode so it's like actually a half of a month of your life so I don't – if if that's in place, I think it'll be really hard because I'm sure he can't duck out of whatever he's working on for two, three weeks.
0: For so for hour. this show and others you've worked on, you know, when you're writing these, do you kind of have, like, if A is available, we do B. If it's not, we go to C. Do you have, like, different trees going right now?
1: Um, no. I mean, like – no. I mean, I I, I think – Aside from Josh, I think there's a feeling like uh, oh, and also Keenan, like yeah. he's he's equally as busy. And I've been pitching lots and lots of knuckle puck jokes and bits. And can we get Keenan? It's the same story. It's like Keenan has a sitcom, um, uh, and he's on SNL. I think he's doing both, right? He has Keenan and SNL. So um, love to get him on the show, obviously. Um, again, for for Charlie and for for Josh and for Keenan feels like there has to be a whole episode. Like they're not just going to come for one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we're hesitant to like pitch a whole great Charlie arc and then we can't get them. Then we're screwed. So that's why it's really tricky. Cause like, you don't want to go down that road too much and waste too much time and write a script. And then it's like, just kidding. We don't have Charlie. There's only one Charlie, you know? So, and there's only one Russ. So like to it, you're hesitant to like go down that road because you will get screwed
3: Hmm. all right well we are way over time but i do want to try to sneak in a quiet question here uh so so we ask quackalites for questions on facebook twitter through our discord we try to pick the best ones and answer them kevin do you have the quack question for us today
2: uh i do i'm kind of calling on an audible because he uh, because he touched on a little bit of the other one that i was going to pick but uh this one comes from bberg 19 via the discord uh and the question is to what extent is the streaming show like game changers expected to incorporate cross promotion with other disney espn abc properties and are such promotional opportunities good or bad
1: it's a great question i think um disney always wants to cross promote and do synergy they have a synergy department um i think for this Um, the, I think I know last year there's like, there was some cross promotion with some like products and stuff like that. I think it's important like, um, for Disney, but the most important thing beyond pumping up their other IP is Disney plus, like the thing they care most about is getting subscribers to Disney plus. So, um, that's where this show got a second season because people saw the Muddy Ducks poster and they're like, I wanna see, I wanna see that show. I'm gonna sign up for Disney Plus. That's what they care about the most is getting subscribers for that streamer.
2: There you the one go. That, the one that sticks up in my mind was the skinny pop reference. The I don't know why uh, yeah. that one just stuck in my brain. Right.
1: Yeah, I think there was a honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> they keep mentioning it in the writers. Were they were all eating Cheerios <laughs> and like yeah. the yeah, boxes the kept State moving Channel. so
0: they could be facing the camera. Yeah. It was there like was the- some-
1: there were some Cheerios shenanigans going on for sure. I, by the way, like I am all about that because you get money, like not only does like Disney get money, which they're happy with, but you get money for your production. So it like can get you an actor that you couldn't afford or a set you couldn't afford, like a song. So it's super helpful. And um, all the Cheerios you can eat. And all the Cheerios you can eat. Like, But there usually is like a Cheerios person on set, like legitimately. There might have been someone from Cheerios there to make sure that the bowl looked good, and it's a pain in the butt, for sure. Can you um, just
0: imagine like a rep being like, "Can they mention Cheerios in this
1: scene?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I am all about it. Like I will, I will do any of that stuff because it just like it it makes your show so much produ- more producible because you get money that you didn't have before, and you could put it into the actual show.
0: So if Charlie like- comes back, and he's like. Well, now i work for general mills hogging, yeah you know
1: it was like- love that they would love that that's hilarious
3: what's the most like egregious product placement you've put in one of your shows
1: um i could absolutely answer that there was, i i know there was um a movie that came out called eddie the eagle yeah and it was it was a fox movie and when i was working on the goldbergs fox came and said this eddie the eagle story took place in the 80s so can you do an Eddie the Eagle episode of the Goldbergs? And I was like, you know, and they'll give you money and that can go into the, you know, we're already over budget and Sony's angry. So I did it. I did a whole (laughs) episode of the Goldbergs about Eddie the Eagle. I think it's called Eddie the Eagle. Like, you know, I had no desire to do it. Like, you know, um, but they were hoping that the Goldbergs putting Eddie Eddie the Eagle on would kind of like introduce the concept of Eddie the Eagle to people at home. Um, I can't even remember what the episode was about. It was like Barry sees Eddie the Eagle and wants to like go out for football or something. It was like really, really ham-fisted and awkward, but we did it. Um, And what I really enjoyed was Barry calls Eddie... He thinks his name is Eddie Edwards, um, which I don't think it was. So we didn't even know anything about Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> I think I think he calls him Eddie Eddie the Eagle Edwards, and I think his last name is not Edwards. But we just we were like, no, we knew nothing. And they didn't show us the movie. By the way, they sent <laughs> us a synopsis of the movie. We knew nothing. We watched it on YouTube. The we watched the real Eddie the Eagle win skiing or whatever he did. Ski jumping. He was a ski jumper. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, we did. So that was the most blatant and egregious cash grab to help mitigate the costs of me going so wildly over budget on the Goldbergs. <laughs> you got your Eddie the Eagle episode.
3: There you go. Season three, episode 16. There, yep. There it is. There you go.
1: See if I did a good job.
3: You could let, let, uh, let us
1: know.
0: So, uh, um, so I have one last question. Sure. Because I know you got to take off. So something we've been discussing lately is because you know the uh the actors who played Gee and Fulton are brothers in real life. And so we like to take things like that and just go way off the deep end. Or sure. and so uh our, our theory is that they're they're brothers in uh D1 and they uh, you know, kind of like a separated at birth kind of thing. We don't know exactly how it would have happened. We have some weird theories, but who would play the dad? of Hmm. uh the two of them and mike who who was like a couple of our finalists that we had and like the brief synopsis of what route
3: they would take we had vel kilmer we had uh patrick duffy um i'm trying to think we we had uh, a couple others um and are you saying like who would play their dad in mighty ducks
1: Back in the day, movies or right now? Because right back now, back in the
0: day, okay. basically, because we we ate, actually like we had to age out a couple of people because we had like Jeremy Mulroney, but it would have been like thirteen while he was right. yeah <laughs> while right. I was going on. I the think, other um, two,
3: the other two were J.K. Simmons and John Voight. Those were our finalists. Okay, those yeah, are we all thought great. if it
0: was Voight, it would have been like like a deadbeat thirty-something-year-old who like impregnated like a nineteen-year-old. Um, who would J. be K. Goldberg's Simmons, dad? You know, if
1: you saw Goldberg's dad, dad in those original movies, who, mm. would, who would be? Oh gosh. I mean is that is that like a Billy Crystal? Like obviously oh. it, it is it is a very Jewish neurotic performer. <laughs> yeah,
0: you gotta obviously. get someone who could he's in the deli. He's like, you know, Gregory, what are you doing? You know, the you know the uh the Kenishes yeah. are, are burning or something. I don't know.
1: Yes, I'm trying very to
0: stereotypical
1: who that would be. Um let's see. what, what about, about like, a... like a Jason Jason Alexander,
2: done. That was what, That's what I was right. thinking. Right. <laughs>
1: that's perfect. You know, like it's, yeah, it's Costanza. That's his dad. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. All
0: right. But, but any, any dad think any dad oh. choices for, uh, for Guy and Fulton?
1: Oh, um, let me think. Um, so we're in the nineties. So it has, um, I think Val Kilmer might be my favorite of all of those, by mm. the way. That just the
0: prerequisite awesome. was good hair. Yeah.
1: It's, that's what you need. Um, who like maybe a Christian Slater? Maybe uh, get Slater in there. He's got he has that great '80s hair and kind of a badass, you know. Um, I like it. Yeah, add, add Slater to the list.
0: Perfect. I think that's good. I just saw. I forget that terrible movie he made. Uh, crap. How dare you? He's made with, no with John Travolta. <laughs> and- um, Broken Arrow. Yes, and my friends have been like, "You have to see this movie; it's so good." I was like, "Great!" And so I watched it a month ago, and it's the worst movie I might have seen in wow. a long time.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> it is John Woo at his heights. I think it's pretty awesome. I, I disagree with that. I love, but <laughs> I'm not saying it's my Ducks Three. I mean, if you're gonna look at the Christian Slater like movie Uvra, there is, there's a you know, you got gleaming the cube, you got Heather's True romance. Um, I, I Robin Hood. Look, Rob, Yeah, I mean, I don't put Broken Arrow up in there, but um, I don't know. I feel like for for John Woo coming to America, Broken Arrow is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Slater was good in it, though. I'll give him that. uh, Slater and Josh Jackson, oddly enough, just in a movie together. Mm. Um, They were in Dr. Death on HBO. Mm. And both delivering truly amazing performances. So everyone watch that. It's Josh Jackson at his best, I think.
0: Based on a true story.
1: Yeah. Great podcast. Listen to the whole podcast and then dove into that. It's on HBO. Good good stuff. Good stuff.
0: I believe a former Dallas Morning News reporter was
3: uh, central to that podcast. There you go. Shout out to Dallas. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Adam for being more than generous with his time. Uh, At Adam F. Goldberg on social media. If you love... Season two of Mighty Ducks Game
1: Changers, it was all me. If you do not like <laughs> it, I had nothing to do with it. I was just there for the beginning.
3: Yeah. So there you, you go. Fill in a seat. There you uh, go.
1: Um, no, it's, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm psyched for everyone to see it and for you guys to discuss. Pick it yeah. apart.
3: And watch the Goldbergs season nine. Incredible. Nice. Instant occasion. Um, for us, thequackatech.com, at quackatechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash Go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us who would be Goldberg's dad if you have a a differing opinion. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. So does
1: does Eddie the
2: Eagle. (laughs) I'm
0: going to pitch an Eddie the Eagle reboot. (laughs) After I watch it, there you go. Ducks and Eddie the Eagle together, Ducks and Eagles.